like you have a choice. That choice is not made at a cognitive level. That choice is made at your higher consciousness level. So you're still making a choice, but again, it's from a much higher level of consciousness if you want. Welcome to Masajati's podcast, Exponential Intelligence, where you can transform simply by listening. Experience the power of frequencies and the next step in consciousness evolution. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. Today, I'm going to be answering random questions, right? So, uh, kind of like a moss answers. Right? And these are questions called from, um, you know, the questions that are written in, uh, in some form. Uh, one of the questions is that, uh, in my first near-death experience, who was the voice talking to me? And when I first thought of that question, it's like, well, who's that person or who's that identity or who's that spirit? But then uh, the XI version, again, it's a little more complicated or it needs to be more well-defined. So when I heard that question, it's like, well, who is that voice? Because you know, I've, I've always wondered that as well. And now I come to a, a level of understanding of what that voice is or who that voice is. And in the past, you know, I actually asked about well, who that, who is that voice? And I could never get a clear answer. And over time, I've learned to understand why I don't get a clear answer because it's not my, it's not, it goes beyond my level of intelligence at the time for me to get a clear answer, okay? Uh, back in the day when I first asked a lot of questions, high level questions, and I was down here, they would just tell me that I was too dumb to, understand the answer so I took it personally in the beginning by the way and I'm going well okay uh, and you know but now it's like okay I understand it because uh, again answers to questions change with the consciousness that you're in right so, so I'll answer it from different levels of consciousness for different layers of people so who's that voice? Um, many individuals who've had near-death experiences, that voice was a loved one, or it could have been their animal, or it could have been if they believed in Christianity, you know, a Jesus voice, or if they were Buddhist, they would have Buddha or the resonance of Buddha come through. So whatever you would identify with, that voice would represent itself in whatever you say cognitively would understand as a being that is a loving source. Okay? So that's how that voice works. Uh, for me, it was none of those. It was, say, the higher level uh, state of consciousness that you could get to in space and time. So if that makes sense to you. So, and if it doesn't, well, just wait a while <laughs> and then you'll understand the answer to that question. In the first podcast, Near Death Experience, uh, I said that I was given a choice. And then they pushed me into the direction of, well, the optimal choice. Is that a case for everybody? Yes, it is. Because at the level that you're at, you can't make uh, the proper decision because naturally we would want to stay at the highest version of who we are, right? No matter what we are. Biologically, again, it's condition in our cellular structure. So we would always want to stay at the higher level. So our natural choice to go would be like, no, I, I don't want to go back down there, especially if you have issues and, you know, life has been hard for you. You don't want to go back, right? You don't want to go back. So you're going to stay, go, it's like, I'd rather stay here. So that choice, is it somebody else outside of you? Most likely it might be, 
like like I talked about earlier, who's that voice, but most likely you're part of that, your higher self or your higher version is part of that voice that talks back to you, okay? So it's a rendition of a higher version of who you are. And as you go higher, you would have groups. So it's a rendition of all the people within your group. So at the level that I'm at, there would be, say, billions of, say, beings that would be connected to me uh, rendering or speaking as one voice. So, so at that level, even back then, is like you have a choice. That choice is not made at a cognitive level. That choice is made at your higher consciousness level. So you're still making a choice, but again, it's from a much higher level of consciousness of who you are rather than the base state consciousness that you exist in. So the question is, do I have to go through, say, levels of pain or series of pain or tragedy to awaken or to get to where I got? in-depth explanation of that is whenever you're a pioneer of something that pioneer no matter what it is say you're uh, you know you're going you're on the east coast and then you you know trek out to the west like they did they did in california well those pioneers experienced a lot of pain because they had to re, you know they had to set up the system they had to set up the infrastructure they had to figure out how things worked and all that right so that process is in Every plateau that we, or every step that we, you know, rise above. Uh, in this scenario, it's not, say, a piece of land, a new piece of territory that we're coming into. It is a new level of consciousness that we're coming into. And this level of consciousness that exponential intelligence brings you into, well, it's uncharted territory for many. Right? So, and that's why as you go through the process, people go, well, Moss, I kind of feel alone. I don't associate with people and so on like that because, well, there's not a lot of us that resonate at that frequency. But the cool thing is that there's more and more awakening and then, you know, we'll have like a solid, say, population and it's getting bigger and bigger by the day. So back to your question, do I have to, say, experience pain? Well, back in the day, a lot of people would experience uh, what I would call, say, detox effects or intensity of pain to change, okay? And over time, not only has, say, the detox effect shrunk down, um, but it's gotten more uh, expedient, I would call it. Uh, so the time has shrunk and it's gotten more efficient because there's more and more people have walked that step or have, say, created that path just like anything, right? That path at first, it's very rough, right? Uh, and then over time, people walk through that path and it becomes more, say, applicable or easier to transcend. Uh, and we don't make the same mistake. So with every generation or with every group of people that go after the first group, you know, it gets easier and easier and easier, okay? So for me, for example, I went through, well, to the level to that I've gotten, uh, you go through, say, a lot of distortion. And if you want to call it pain, you can. But, you know, pain is an awakening experience. Pain in the human consciousness allows us to see things very, very quickly, just like that, if you could imagine. Joy and love and all that is not so fast at, say, awakening you. So to, to awaken, you would probably experience pain. But as you go to a higher, say, level of consciousness, the pain goes into, say, bliss 
and bliss states, and that's where you know real spiritual experiences come through. So to put it in another perspective, you'll feel the pain, okay? and this is where this is what XI exponential intelligence isn't. And I just want to say that this is what exponential intelligence is not about. Okay. So you'll experience the pain, and that pain, or what I call detox, is literally the distortions of who you're not leaving you. So the more attached you are to your self-image, your identity, especially if you're fearful or controlled or controlling, the more painful it is to tear away your old identity. Right? If you can imagine like a tumor that's in you, it's infested in you, right? the bigger the tumor, the higher the pain value for you as you remove it. So it simply is that. But again, that's not XI. That's not where XI begins. XI begins is where you are a complete being. Okay? And again, just to give you an analogy, you know, you've never worked out, you've never taken care of yourself, um, you, know, you don't have success beliefs or mechanisms in place, you've never tried that, and now you want to run, you know, a, a, I don't know, a, a 10K run. Right? Well, to get you from point A, Again, no success mechanisms, you know, you've done a, you haven't died, you haven't exercised, you haven't done anything. To get you to point A, to get you to run, you know, a decent, say, 10K, well, that's a lot of change in a very short time, okay? And that might sound like really extreme, but most people, when they come into XI, and even, you know, the successful ones, even those who have made a lot of money or who are, who are really spiritual or religious, you know, they come with a lot of baggage, right? They didn't know how to operate life. So they come with a lot of baggage and a lot of their identities are stuck with it, right? So it causes a lot of pain to remove all that stuff. Some people who are ready to let go, it's like, shit, I know I've got this baggage. I just need to let it go. I just haven't figured out how I've gone to all these seminars, but it's still, you know, burdening me. Those individuals, you know, they go through the experience of pain and it's like a band-aid that just gets peeled off really quick. And it's like, wow, that was painful, but it's over with and I'm, and I'm good to go. Uh, and, and then there are those individuals who, who, who have to wonder, it's like, well, why did I get abused? Why did this happen to me? Why that happened to me? They're not, it's like they have to understand the pain that they went through to let it go. So those individuals take a little, you know, longer to let go. And then those individuals, it's like, well, this is my identity that I have to go through. This is what I was brought down here. There's a message. There's a reason why uh, I'm in this bullshit situation that I'm in, you know? So they attach a meaning to it or a grander understanding or a bigger purpose or God did this to me for a specific reason and I have to understand this reason before I move on, which is absolutely not true at all, okay? God doesn't create any of that stuff for you, by the way. Again, that's a totally different podcast, but those individuals who are invested in that situation or if they have patterns that go, well, you know, I have to sacrifice, the more I sacrifice, the more blissed out or the more spiritual I come. Those types of individuals, again, it will experience a lot of pain as they come into their pure state, okay? That is all up to you. It's got nothing to do with exponential intelligence. It's got nothing to do with how I teach exponential intelligence. It's all about how you, say, identify with your distortions of who you're not, okay? 
exponential intelligence starts when you're, say, ready to go. You're a complete being. You're that, say, seasoned athlete. You're that professional. You're that mastermind. Not in, say, anything specific in the physical world, but your identity or how you, say, render or your self-image of who you are here. Okay? So you're more integrated with yourself. That's where XI begins. And at that level, it's just, say, moments of grandness, moments of, say, wow, those are the possibilities. Those are the probabilities that I can, say, experience. So you transition from, again, pain into bliss states uh, as soon as you get into the XI state. There is still going to be, say, pain or distortions as you go through the process. But again, the process is about you, again, layer after layer as you transcend consciousness of releasing the distortions that you're not. So that's, so that's where the more you can let go in the beginning, the less, say, pain that you have. And then you can get to a certain point where you can change on how you change. So if you have a, say, a pattern of getting, uh, I don't know, um, you know, getting depressed before you change, for example. It's like, shit, why do I have to get depressed? Or why do I have to, uh, you know, re-experience something that I don't want to change? Well, you can change all that as soon as you get to the level where you've created that scenario for you or the level that you've say created that filter for you as soon as you get to that level you go shit i don't need that anymore i don't need to experience say severe pain i don't need to experience people you know harassing me or whatever for me to force myself to get the change i don't know how that came about you don't need to know but once you get to that level of consciousness or that level of filter that you've created how you process change you can literally rewrite that and go you know what uh, for, in order for me to change, uh, I, I have a euphoric experience uh, in my dreams or whatever. You can be that specific and, and then, well, sure enough, you'll have a euphoric experience and then the next few days you change. How do you know if you're awakened? Well, when you start to ask that question, you're starting to get, it, to get into the territories of how you're not awakened. And that's why you're understanding that you're not awakened. Okay, so that's the initial quest, you know, or that's the initial. So um, just as a learning experience, you know, start to notice the type of questions that you're asking because it, because for me, it allows you, it allows me to see uh, or allows to back up what I say, analyze in you, right, by the level of questions that you, that you ask. So at that level, how do you know you're transitioning into a not awakened, a not awakened being transitioning into an awakened being. So your mind is already in that process of going, well, what, how do I define or how do I reference awakening? Okay, and I can tell you some, you know, telltale signs of awakening, um, and I can tell you some telltale signs of if you're not awakened. So if you're not awakened and you go, I am all this. Uh, you're not awakened. If you're, say, extremely spiritual or you're religious because you've helped so many people or you helped save the whales or you've done all this work and you go, look, I did this, therefore I'm awakened. Look, I did this meditation class and everybody says that if you do yoga or whatever, and I'm not cutting yoga down, but that's just an example, I'm awakened. Or if you're wearing a certain color shirt, um, awakened. 
Uh, and that sounds silly, but people actually acknowledge that, right? It's like, hey, if you're wearing a certain type of hat that denotes a certain religion or a certain color that denotes a certain religion, I'm awakened, right? So it sounds silly, but if you put it in that reference point, people actually think that they are. Uh, or uh, if I made X amount of money, I'm part of the one percenter, so to speak, or, or the high level, um, awakened. Uh, so when if you define yourself like success mechanisms, intelligence, or anything of your beliefs or thoughts or anything like that, you're not awakened. Okay, because you're referencing something from an outside perspective. Okay, if your life sucks, uh, you're not awakened. If you're bored, you're not awakened. If you're, um, you know, say happy hyper happy no matter what happens you're not awakened because you're not in this reality you know and you you go well how can that be well you've seen people who are just say happy all the time although all this shit happens to them and they're just like happy i'm just happy well basically you're not in that reality right so you're basically numb to the crap that's happening to you that's why you're just happy hey my arm just got cut off i'm happy you know that 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 doesn't work out right you're just yeah, you're in a bliss state. Uh, drugs can do that to you. It doesn't mean that you're awakened, right? So when you start to understand or define awakening from, say, that sense of logic, and, and from an XI perspective, uh, awakening is how your time-bound self is entangled with your timeless self, right? Most people, unfortunately, are separated from their timeless self. They're connected, but there's a cord, there's a knowing that there's something grander, but again, it's not entangled at all. It's literally like separated. And when I analyze you, there's a sense of separation. So obviously those people, you're always awakened. If you weren't, you wouldn't have consciousness to ask that, or you wouldn't have consciousness to exist in this reality. Okay? So again, there's always a connection, but how strong is that connection? Kind of like your Wi-Fi. Right? Uh, you can do a speed test on it. You can do, say, an awakening test on it. Right? Uh, some resonate at maybe two megabits per second. That's like somebody out here, you know? Uh, and then as you get closer and closer to the source of that Wi-Fi, right, your speed, your internet speed increases. It's the same thing here. Your, say, awakening level or the integration of timeless and time-bound self as you get closer and closer, you don't have to have beliefs. You don't have to. It's all about proximity. The more entangled you are, and this is where the I am state is. This is where, you know, you're entangling yourself and you're not seeing yourself from that limited version of who you are. You're seeing yourself from the expansive possibility of who you are. And at that level, you really don't care about, although you do, you really don't care about, say, finances or health or relationships and all that stuff that, you know, people worry about. If I did made billions of dollars, I'll be awakened. That's bullshit. Uh, if I had practiced this Buddhist mechanism, whatever it is, I'll be awakened. That's bullshit too. And I'm not knocking any of those aspects down. But those are, again, outside reference points of your awakening. Okay. So an awakening state is literally how entangled you are with your timeless, time-bound self. Okay? The more integrated you are, the less proximity or the less space that you literally take, the more complete you are. And you're operating from, say, your higher version. And uh, again, some of the side effects is, well, you just are. Wealth or health or any of those things that you need simply, say, materialize. I'm not saying it's not work, but you enjoy the work that you do.
right? You never sacrifice anything that you do. You never have to sacrifice, say, yourself to get something else. Those are all, say, awakened states of consciousness. Thanks for joining. The episode you just listened to is encoded with frequencies of higher consciousness. It's normal if you begin to feel differently or confused. It's the process of change. For best results, observe and practice spatial referencing. Ask yourself, what if I could choose things differently? To learn more, subscribe to the Exponential Intelligence podcast, sign up for the newsletter for exclusive information and offers, or join Maz on social media through the links in the show notes below.